Welcome Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and everybody. Welcome to the Contagion Effect Show, probably sponsored by Reese Across America. Remember, Saturday, Saturday's the day. They have done the transport. They have got the Reese to the cemeteries. I've talked to Mona from the San Joaquin Valley National Cemetery inside the great town of Santanella. You don't know where it is. JD, first and foremost, thank you, sir. Appreciate you for being here. Santanella, California, we will be out there bright and early. There will be a Starbucks stop on the way there. I guarantee you that. Hey, do you guys like the second camera? Let me know. I know the light's right there, but you got y'all kind of got to see my red cheeks. It got super hot in here because I don't have the fan on. But check this out. Reese Across America. We're coming in. Obviously, we're in the Christmas time. The, the spirit of Christmas, right? Mr. Roof, what is happening? How is Universal Studios, bro? I can't wait to get on social and check it out. I've got a ton. I've got a ton of information I need to get to you. I need to get out to you all because the Contagion Effect show is going to be on a podcast, okay? So check this out. We're going to be on a podcast, which I can't find the stinking link right now. But it's right over here, and I don't know why I can't find it. It's on the YouTube link, and I think it's going to bring up something different. But anyways, I will get to that in a minute because I don't know why that's not showing. That is nuts. Uh, Jarvis Johnson. Jarvis. Hey, uh, Jarvis, Jarvis. There we go. Perfect. Right here. Thank you all. for Thank you for your patience. Hey, um, you want one screen? Man. I got you, bro. You're always welcome. You're always welcome, man. You know that. You know this. Um, yeah, we're going to be on trying hard to be appropriate. Now, these are three friends that are from the Valley of Central California. Went to school with a couple of them. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. We're going to talk about some, obviously, some inappropriate things. We're going to talk about some other things that are going to go down. And uh, it's probably going to be re-aired, I mean, not re-aired, sorry, but it's going to be aired around the 20th of December is what I've been told. So check that out. I'll be, obviously I'm, I'll post because I share everything for everyone. And it's kind of cool to actually be invited on to, yeah, no, it, hey, the, and these jokes, these guys are what we consider underclassmen, you know, when we were in school, but just solid dude, solid solid guys and i've been waiting for them for the invite from them for a while um but again jd thanks for joining appreciate you um but yeah hey so let's get to it because like i said we have a ton of stuff um you guys all know that we have scotty hastings coming up we have uh, miller mobile tax service but for the most part what i want to talk about is where you can find us on tuesday nights on truck and tuesday that's right here. The Contagion Effect show can also be heard on Reese Across America Radio on Truckin' Tuesdays at 11 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeart app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Search the word Reese. Hey, so check it out. I have an updated, um, let me check, let me check, let me check. I have an updated count for Reese Across America. Um, America. Uh, Reese Across America, the uh, San Joaquin edition, and it just went dead. So 
I don't have an updated. I lied to you guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. Please don't hold it against me. But uh, Sapiro Stock, thank you for joining. Right, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, thank you for joining, Mr. Hero Stock. We just talked to our guest about Nebraska, and our guest is coming from the great state of Michigan. Go blue. Go blue. I know that's not going to sit well with our GBRs, but you know it is what it is. And uh, and and this was uh, this has been a long time coming. I've 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 met this gentleman online, and he's got a great story. So I'm gonna stop jibber jabbering. But again, one more Reese Across America commercial, and we'll be on the move. gift of remembrance sponsor a 17 dollars veterans wreath for an american hero learn more at wreathsacrossamerica.org wreathsacrossamerica.org and again this right here wreathsacrossamerica.org forward slash california 0848p that is our link we have sold six wreaths but it's kind of ironic because it wasn't live for a little bit um, but next year we want that goal. We I've set it at a hundred, a hundred reefs. It's a $17 donation. Five bucks of that is going to go back to us to give to our veterans uh, on the different podcasts that we have, the different shows that we support. Um, what's up? What's up, Ron? How you doing? Thanks for joining. Appreciate that. Um, actually, I do like that uniform. I do like that Navy uniform uh, from a couple of years ago. That was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, Squirrel, uh, remember, the reason why we do this is to talk to our veterans or, uh, and make aware of PTSD and suicide and all the mental health aspects of what we got. If you have an issue, if you have a problem, call us. My phone number's on, this, on the site. Email. Get a hold of us. Man, we can work. We can work together because I don't want to hear about your obituary. I don't want to see your obituary and hear that we lost another one right and we're going to be touching on some of these things because it's what we do and again it's straight talk like we got to have the straight talk stop sugarcoating stuff and and um, pushing stuff under the rug and not talking about it so i'm not sure if that second camera is going to work because i look like an old 80 year old man hand right there so we, we, we may we may not use it but onward we move onward we move let's get this thing started Right after we talk about Miller's Mobile Tax Service, if you need a tax consultant, a, uh, one of about 500 different jobs that, that Gary has, you got to get in touch with them now because it is booking fast. Um, ours is like the end of February, which I know that's only like a month in because they got to be out by the 31st. But anyways, Gary Miller, Mobile Tax Service, check him out. Do you dread having to do your taxes? Does the mere thought of it make your head spin? Miller's Mobile Tax Service is here for you. We will handle your individual or business taxes. We will come to you to prepare your taxes. 
We are skilled, professional, and ready to get started for you. Call 209-678-8515. Thank you, Gary. Thank you for your support and everything that you allow us to do, and we we appreciate you. Well, folks, one of the main reasons that we do this is uh, because we ran in. Well, not the one of the main reasons. One of the main reasons we do it is because we need to. We have to have the conversation. And there are some people that you run across and that just open your eyes and make you feel like part of the family. Um, and Scotty Hastings took us on a ride on his interview way back at the beginning. And he shared the song with us and um, he's come out with a video and I'll, I'll tell you what, I know I, I have the link on it, but I'm going to get to the intro and then we're going to come back and, and uh, get to our guests. But, Support veteran musicians, support live music, go out, like have dinner, go check people out, get out of the house. I mean, I know I'm sitting here in the room, uh, the studio, but uh, go out and support live music and support veteran music because there's some damn good singers. Um, Hero Stock 2024, which again is going to be in the Omaha, Ashland, Lincoln area. Uh, more, more details to come. But um, let's get a hold of Scotty Hastings, and uh, we'll be back in about 40 seconds with our guests. Yeah, the times and places, they may change, but one thing stays the same. The stories that they tell about moving through hell, if you think they wouldn't do it all over again, would you just The stories that they tell, ladies and gentlemen, it is my um, my my godly honor and duty to introduce the 2022, apologize, 2022 Michigan Veteran of the Year, Travis Snyder. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for having me, Eric. Hey, absolutely. Um, totally. You know, it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm always amazed, you know, our, our, our calendar is pretty stretched out, but it's. I, I'm always amazed when I start to do the research on on our guests and see where they came from and what they're doing and the service because obviously the the service out the after service is what, is what I say after service service is what catches my eye right and I'm like Man, this guy's walking Michigan like okay Michigan like how long is the lake like I'm like dude, that's like like a few miles you know it's like and I start doing research I'm like okay there's like 700 there's 800. I think there's like 24 different sections of walking around that you had. Like, and I'm like, holy crap. I'm not going to let you talk on that yet though, because Mike always said he always wants to be, he always wants to find out where Travis came from. He always wants to know where the guests came from and then the end point. Right. Um, the one thing that I found out uh, by doing this is military service members don't get out and not serve that's almost like strengthens them, right? Like they, they went to the military to serve their country, their fellow man and, and to provide protection for us. Yet when they get out, it's the commitment to service again. Right. And yeah. then there's that, that, that little transition. Piece. We have a friend, uh, Jenna Carlton. Right. And so we've talked about the veteran workbook. I love Jenna, love her work workbook. Um, 
and it's that that little connection, right? And and again, it's it's almost everyone that I've talked to. It's the service after the service. Yeah. Um, and we want to get to that, but again, we want to know where Travis came from. We want to know the you know the who, what, when, and where, and why, and then we'll get into you know some of your other the the other things that you've been doing because there's a ton of stuff. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm living in Michigan, uh, grew up raised here. Um, I joined the Marine Corps a little bit later than high school. I was in boot camp when I was 20, I think I was 25 in boot camp, which makes you like a, basically a senior citizen of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You need helpful, man. Absolutely. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> um, I, I, I listened when I was 24 and I was in a season of life where I needed uh, discipline and some direction. I felt somewhat rudderless in my life. And I know now that it was a desire to, to serve and be an asset to society and to yeah. of use. And I, I felt like, you know, I was doing restaurant management, which I enjoyed. I, I miss it sometimes even had a lot of fun, but I knew deep down it wasn't what the rest of my life was supposed to be. And so uh, I, I left kind of searching for a feeling of purpose. And so I uh, definitely had to, um, you know, when I was in boot camp, adjust to being one of the older guys in the platoon because I, I could see like what the job that that was of the uh, the drone instructors that I had, whereas a lot of the 17, 18 year olds didn't quite understand and whatnot. So it was, I kind of felt alone in that regard, but also um, I was grateful that I had a little bit of uh, life experience under my belt at that point when I was in boot camp. So, yeah. So you really got to see the separation, right? Like the kid, like uh, I mean, the kids. Mm-hmm. you know 18 19 coming in and then you're like hey listen man i've already paid taxes i've already done all this stuff i've already probably served on the jury duty before but like <laughs> y'all understand what this is right like this is the mission that we're set here for right so, Definitely. how was that how was that kind of the, the balance right of, i don't want to be your dad but hey listen man like if you don't do this our ass is in the ringer yeah that there was that aspect of it for sure um the other aspect of it too was that because of my age and experience, I was able to not take things personally when I was being screamed at or yelled at. I knew that they were just doing a job and that whatever they said to me wasn't going to get underneath my skin. And so, which is a good thing, but also like I kind of unintentionally was under the radar for the first month and a half, two months of boot camp. Yeah. I did what I was told. I I, I was I, I colored within the lines, so to speak. Oh, man. Speaking of coloring the lines, look at this guy's all over the place here. What's up, Brian? Thanks for I joining. Saw I saw that. Making, making me hungry over yeah. here. Well, again, so we're going to bounce some some comments in and out. And we, we got some funny guys because I totally blew up his his Facebook. or his. Uh, he does a Wacky Wednesday show. And I totally was maybe a couple beers in. But, yeah, he was, I was going to have him. So I definitely sure. gave the older guys shit in Bukia. <laughs> See? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you're talking right to the guys. Definitely. So, yeah, there was an aspect of it, too. So, like, for the most part, I was kind of kind of under the radar until um, I got noticed. And then they're like, OK, well, we have to figure out what his buttons are and, and push his buttons. Yeah. And one that. So I didn't get totally left out with with. Uh, so they really like they like, hey, man, like because they have to test you. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. they need to they need to kind of break you down. Like that's a whole the breakdown build up thing to we want you to be our man. We're not you're not here to be your person. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're not there to be an individual. You're there to be broken apart and reassembled so that you can be part of a unit, be part of something greater than yourself. And so, so that statement right there, that is so powerful because doesn't that kind of fall in? We're going to be all over the place. Sure. Uh, yeah. Doesn't that kind of fall into the, the okay, build you down, build, break you down, build you back up into this piece. And hey, your time's done. So 
go go off and 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 here's your 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 end of end of duty service time right like mm-hmm. that seems to be the hardest part right now or contributes to some of the hard issues that face mm-hmm. veterans All right because they don't they don't put you back to what you were before they don't yeah. disassemble well, you, you. No, no. yeah it's, you, you know, it's just like thank you thank you for your service and now yeah. go be this same person you are in this world now that you were a part of before yeah. You definitely yeah. see the world in a diff- through a different lens and a different scope post-service than you did before you signed that dotted line. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was a good, good experience. I um, I had a couple of moments in there where I kind of cracked, if I'm being honest, uh, and I, I lost it, but that was their really? job. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they, had, yeah. they had to get underneath my skin, and, and there was a day where I, I they finally found my buttons, and they got underneath my skin, and I cracked, but you know, I learned from that experience, and uh Moved forward. So for me, um, boot camp was a challenge mentally and emotionally. I, I've, I got my experience that I wanted out of it. Um, but the real challenge came for me in infantry school, where um, if if you haven't noticed online, I'm, I'm not a very tall guy. I'm vertically challenged. And so uh, being in a platoon of 90 other guys who are about 6'4", 6'2", running up and down and climbing up and down mountains uh, with a full combat load is no simple task when I might have the endurance to do it, but to do it at their rate and at their speed is it's a whole different story. And so I was doing a lot of slinky effect kind of hiking in, in that experience and whatnot. So, um, that's great. Well, the challenge comes <laughs> in like, uh, I was there for two months in infantry school, but weekends were are, are meant to be go, you know, go, you know, screw around and explore, you know, Los Angeles or San Diego and, and getting into trouble and whatnot. But for me, because I kept falling out of these hikes, I had to go, I had to spend my weekends remediating and doing them over again. I didn't get to leave base. Mm. Uh, so I got to the point where I had to somehow find a point where I, I had to tell my own body and mind, like, you might want to give up, but you can't. We got a mission to yeah. accomplish. Yeah. We got to, you got to push through it no matter what your body's telling you. And right. so I, I was able to overcome that. And that was probably my first experience with really being push to the point where I thought I couldn't complete the task, but I, I had to overcome my own self. Um, yeah, JD, you're right, man. Boot camp in and, and they don't give you boot camp. And I know you're going through some things and I, I, you know, JD, I hope you on your mission, I hope you get to find the end that you need because I, again, I, I know you uh, have a lot of, of, of issues going on and dude, like power through, man power through um we do a lot of interaction and i got a bunch of different pictures here and i, I go to his go, just go to his instagram because he's i, I mean hang on hang on we're we're, totally, we're we're off the rails here um and, and i just want to share this one because it's an absolutely that's awesome i mean come on who doesn't love the dog right gotta love that oh, it's still, still loading on my end but I, oh, is it? okay yeah, yeah this is uh your doggy goggles have arrived. Oh yeah. <laughs> I go deep, man. I go deep. Yeah. I go deep. So, that was my girl uh, Harlem. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh and again, you know, we, you know, we like I said, we kind of bounce all over and stuff. And so being an older, I hate to say statesman, um, but being <laughs> having that older, that older were there the guys like, hey man, like, like were there worrisome moments where just in boot camp and the transition uh, before you got before you guys got sent out, was that hey, dude, like, what's going to happen or what's you know what's 
what's the deal? What's going on here? Um, I think the only time that, because for the most part, I kind of forgot that I, I didn't think too much about the age difference yeah. all that much until every once in a while. Because we were, again, we're all shaved heads, stripped down to next to nothing, and yeah. we're all in the, we're all plateaued on the same level playing field. But that day that I cracked and that I I was belligerent, I after the event took place, we were in line at the chow hall. And these 17-year-old kids and 18-year-old kids are telling me, like, you know, who are you? You're an individual. You can't talk to a sergeant that way. You can't. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I did. What now? It's it's over. It's done. But even though that drill instructor, those drill instructors and I didn't have a formal conversation to debrief what took place, we could tell through each other's body language that there was a mutual understanding that, yeah, I fucked up. I understand what you're – or I'm sorry. I messed up. No, you're I see where you're, what you're – um what what you know i get it and we learn from it but those on the outside the rest of my platoon the younger guys didn't understand and and because like um because of my age i was kind of able to like i guess um coach myself through that that situation and and, and get through it but to them it was like well you you talked back to a sergeant and you were this and, and the other and i was like it's over it's done you don't don't over don't blow it out of proportion yeah, yeah. You know, these, these guys are here doing a job. They're not, you know, you can't take everything with um for face value, so to speak. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're they're here to do to do a job and get you prepared to go defend us. Um again, Jason brought this up. Uh if you like fishing, primal outfitters, uh write that down. They are a great supporter. They take out veterans, and I've seen some of their pitches, and it's pretty pretty awesome some of the stuff that they have they got yeah yeah um and again i'll I'll try to post some links and stuff like that um so so you grew up in michigan i did yep grew up in michigan uh so when i went to san diego for boot camp it was uh august of 2012 i was 25 and that was my first time really i guess living somewhere other than michigan um and so uh Again, like I was six years older than these guys, but uh, on the on the same playing field as, and it was my first real life experience being pushed out of my comfort zone, being tested and and learning how to to sweat and bleed for something, you know. Yeah. And so yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, I've, I haven't really lived anywhere else. I've spent um, a few months here in Cal or over in California, here and there. Um, I've lived in different parts of Michigan, but um, yeah, I was born and raised here in the uh, Mitten State. Mitten State. I'll never. But I know there's a story there, and I'm sure you know it because you're the 2020. Well, because we, our state looks like a hand, you know. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, the mitten. Yeah. Um, again, we jump around a lot, but um, mm-hmm. when I come across something, I always like to get it in because I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very forgetful. Sure. What is up, Mark Peterson? Thank you for joining uh, the People's Patriot Project, Patriot Pride, all the way, but my man. Um, Derek Thompson, Shadow Mark podcast, and co-host of Wacky Wednesday. Thank you for joining. Appreciate you guys for joining. Hey, if you guys have any questions, uh, Travis Snyder, he is a um, uh, traverses almost a traverse. <laughs> he traverses amongst us as a uh, as a professional walker, as he says, which I think is great because we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that and, and the story behind there, uh, the reason for that. Where was your first? So, what was your MOS? 
Oh, hi, Cam. That's my oldest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my youngest. You want to say hi? That's Cam. Hi, like, hey, youngest. Hi, Cam. Hi yeah, there, Travis. Hi, yeah. hi Travis. Hi. <laughs> uh, this was her. This was her studio, and so we uh, kind of sure. took it over. We took I think it's her bedroom. Like he took her bedroom well, from her. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> um, good times. Yeah. No. No. Other, no. Things where they're not locked. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. Oh, Michigan. Um, uh, no, Jimmy's in Henderson, Nevada. Oh, I see. Sure. You want to see your sticker? Got you right there, bud. Got you right there. Um, yeah. So yeah, you guys got me all screwed on. So MOS. What was your? So what was your MOS? Oh, three eleven. Just uh, infantry rifleman. Nothing cute or fancy. I was like uh, when I went to enlist. It was funny because like I it going to the Marine Corps is one of those things that I had uh, and thought about or envisioned when I was younger, and then after high school there was a season of like, I had no idea what I wanted to do, where I wanted yeah. to go, what I wanted to be. And so then the Marine Corps just never happened until I got to this point where I wouldn't say rock bottom, but to an extent it was like, man, I, I need to push. I need to kick in the ass. I need to be pushing yeah. a direction. And so I was, um, I was working a job somewhere. And I, after I clocked out of work, I, I went straight to the recruiter said, Hey, look, wow. actually, I went to the first recruiter and it was closed in town so i drove to the the next one uh half an hour away and said look i'm, I'm i want to join the marine corps i want to join the infantry um you know i want to join the reserves so i can you know still go to school and have a family and everything but you know you can't change my mind which was funny because they're not going to try to change your mind they need numbers yeah. they, they've got a quota yeah, so yeah. i fell on their lap and uh the whole process was very quick but um but yeah i was i was desperate for um for that that push um for sound yeah so uh again mark peterson is part of the uh reese across america he got a radio show he's got he's they do radio they do everything they do a little bit of everything um, they do a sunday night version they are minnesota so i mean you know we don't hold it against them too much but you know <laughs> he's a good he's a good dude he's got a he's got a great i don't know what that beep was but um, he, he's got a good supporting cast, and it's a good show. I love it because he does um, – yeah, absolutely he does. Absolutely. Um, so he does a live music with a guest, and so they kind of coincide, and it, it's way cooler than what we do here. But, you know, it, it's uh, he, he's got a whole supporting cast. I'm going through your – I'm going through your Instagram, and I'm, I'm seeing some of the, the pictures and stuff, and it's, uh, it's amazing how – you know, we rely so much on social media and how your your life gets exposed, right? Oh, yeah. um, I mean, heck, we're, we're talking to a, a gentleman today, uh, Travis Snyder, who has been on MSNBC, Fox News, CNN, and the Detroit Lions, because that's his hometown team. Yeah, I do appreciate I appreciate the Go Blue, by the way, earlier. Yeah, I, so I had so oh, that's gonna play real quick. So I had I, I am a Michigan fan from out here. I had the Bo Schimbeckler, how to play football tape. You know, um, I had the Letterman. I had the white Letterman jacket that said Mitch, and then you button it up, and on the other side it said Egan. So you know, and I had a yeah. teacher, and he's like, "What's up, Mitch?" And I'm like, "Never <laughs> understood what the hell." He, I'm like, "Dude, what? What do you mean?" And I happened to look down, and he, what was great was he—he was—he was, uh, he was uh, 
that that team up up in in Ohio. Um, so yeah, I'm getting blah 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 blah. Yeah, different venues. Um, I, I I think contagion effect rules. I mean, from Thursday nights from six to about seven seven thirty or so. I think we rule uh, at least this airway. I know that I know my reason, Mike, Mark, Mike, Mark. I know my reason, Mark, that I get to do this because they, that's their tagline is we get, we know why we do this because we get to talk to our veterans. Um, so, so you go off, you see, you see some, some battle, right? I mean, you guys did a Turku, Turkit. Did I say it right? I didn't say it right today. Turkey. Where was your, where was your first uh, deployment? Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I know I, I have it written down, but it was in the wrong order. Yeah. And that's all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, I, after infantry school, I, I checked into my unit in March of 2013 um, as reservist. Again, the, the idea going to reserves is like, well, I'm in my mid twenties. I'm too old to do go active, which was a stupid thought. Cause like, yeah, you yeah. know, mine's, I was like, oh, I could have gone active, but at the time yeah. I, I was looking forward to probably getting married, settling down, um, going back to school and I wanted to be able to do all that along with serve. Yeah. Um, and I'll never forget in the summer of 2015, we got one of the most demotivating speeches I've ever heard in my life when we were told basically, Hey, if you had your hopes up for deployment, <laughs> don't, don't get your hopes up because you're probably not going to deploy as reservists. Um, which didn't make sense. It's like, why would you tell us that and expect us to still train? You know, if, you know, which we, of course, we still did our work and everything, but yeah. it was just an interesting um, situation. But, and then just lo and behold, two years later, we were blessed with an opportunity to go practice what we trained to do. And so when we got, I got that phone call at five in the morning from my team leader, he calls me up and he says, Hey, you guys are going to Afghanistan. Um, I'm getting out in July. So, uh, I'll talk to you later and just hangs up. No way. Wow. And so I will basically, yeah. And his his contract is up and he could have re-upped if he really wanted to, but he didn't. So we, uh, sure enough, we, we got the word that we were going to Afghanistan. We didn't know exactly what our mission was going to be or what it looked like for us, but we got there in October of 2017, um, did eight uh, months. And our objective was to, uh, train, advise, and assist the Afghan army and our police forces in their efforts against the Taliban forces. Mm-hmm. So we were more or less training them how to fend for themselves. So for the most part, through much of the you know global war on terror, we were doing a lot of the front line, the, the patrolling and clearing out urban areas, houses, buildings, etc. cetera. Um, but now we were in a position where we're trying to train them to do it themselves and to kind of be able to fend for themselves and give, give them the tools and the resources to do so. And it's kind of like the, uh, you know, give a man a fish or teach a man a fish kind of virtue where yeah. you can give a man, give a man a fish and, and do the work for him, or you can teach him how to fish yeah. himself so he can, you know, fend for himself. Right. And so, but yeah, we came back home in May of 2018, made it home in one piece, um, didn't lose anybody and made some good memories over there. Um, I know some guys that would go back there in a heartbeat if we could. Um, and in my case, I, it was time for me to check out in June of 2018 and, and move on. So um, I do miss it. And I would go back for maybe the right opportunity. But um, I was also happy to look forward to a new season of life and trying to figure out a, a new pathway, so to speak. Yeah. 
uh, it's that whole chapter, right? Like turn the chapter, move, you know, um, <clears throat> being a reservist. Um, so you train and you guys got called up. We had a, a guest on and, and there was a, there was a conversation said, and, and I wish I had a better memory. I believe um, he had said something along the lines of, Bullets don't know who a reservist is and who a, you know, I don't even know how to explain it, but active duty, active, yeah. I'm like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't decipher who, who, who is who, right? Um, yeah. And for someone to to sign on that line and to go serve and go over there and and deal with that stuff, uh, I hate saying stuff, but going through what you guys went through there, um, you know we appreciate everything that our servicemen and women do. And, and no matter what capacity it is, you know, <clears throat> obviously we have some air force people on, I mean, let's be real. It's, you know, and, and it, it, it gets to the point, you know, everyone banters back and forth. Never mm-hmm. make, I'll, I'll make fun of the Marines once in a great while, but I don't, I, again, you know, I, I don't do it because I, I didn't serve and, and I don't feel appropriate doing that. I'll make <laughs> a joke once in a while, just with Brian and, and the, the podcast crew. Sure. Um, uh, because they could probably kick my ass, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm a big guy, but they could probably kick my ass. Um, there's there's one thing that that amazes me when you go through that, and you come back. What did you have that thought of? What was next, or did you plan ahead and kind of put things in perspective? Yeah, it's it's funny because like throughout the deployment, you know, we were doing a job and we were working, but also. And there was a lot of time to just sit and think and be in yeah. your thoughts. Um, you're kind of just sitting and waiting for nothing to happen. And so for eight months, you have, you'd think you have this time to prepare. And each guy's story is different. You know, some guys already had the same job waiting for them when they came home. Um, it was going back to school or still, or maybe going active. A lot of different situations. And, and the challenges are different for each guy too. Cause like for some guys, it's, you come back home from deployment and you have to get reacquainted with your spouse and your children who haven't seen you in a year. Um, Appreciate it. In some cases you have guys who were counting on a particular opportunity, maybe professionally or in terms of career that kind of moved on after they left. Uh, in my case, I didn't have a plan when I came home. I just figured I would, I knew that I wanted to go to school again, use that GI bill yeah. And then as far as work goes, like I did not want to go back to restaurant management, but it's what I knew best and it was, it was what I was best trained for. So um, I moved up to Northern Michigan <laughs> for a girl, um, ah. typical military story, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, within nine months to about a year, we it didn't work out and, and bless her wherever she is, you know, it just didn't work out. It was a civil yeah. breakup and whatnot. And then the job that I was working in Manistee at the time, the, the town I was working in, also didn't quite work out the way I'd hoped either. There was a unfortunate situation there where basically somebody made up a lie and I was let go. And um, with things not working out, I knew I was going to move back to my hometown in Holland, about two hours south. And before I actually backtrack a little bit, that first year, I experienced a couple panic attacks. And I hadn't had panic attacks since I was maybe a year or two out of high school when I was trying to figure out where I was going to go with my life. Deep down, I was stressing out 
and depressed and had anxiety and all these things because I was like, I know deep down I'm not happy with my, where my life's at and the fact that I'm not really going anywhere, but I also don't know how to move and how, which way, way to go or what to do. Yeah. And I think that first year after the deployment, I wanted to tell myself, well, I'm fine. We, we As far as like combat goes, I said, again, we came home in one piece. We didn't have any firefights. We didn't have any, you know, um, our, our close calls for the most part. We took mortar rounds. We took in, and, and stuff like that, but we didn't lose anybody. You know, the, the, the units that were there before us had much more challenging experiences than what we had. Yeah. And that's not to diminish our service there or diminish the work we did. It's just that when I came home, I thought to myself, well, I didn't, I didn't lose any of my friends in Afghanistan. Right. I'm, you know, I shouldn't be stressed out or anything. But the stress that I did have that I that was underlying that I didn't really understand was that, uh, okay, well, what's next? How do I still serve and how do I still, you know, feel like I'm doing this awesome thing that I just did right. and feel like I'm con- contributing to society? Um, so I guess I was feeling more pressure than I realized. And I had a few panic attacks. And that's when your body's like reacting to something that you, your mind tried to suppress, but your body knows better and is going to react differently. Yeah. And again, it's, it's that thing of, you know, you didn't, you guys didn't take any, you know, you guys had no casualties. You guys didn't have, have the big um, dance uh, in the theater, which that's literally how it was explained to me one day. Yeah. Uh, There was none of that, but again, it's, it's, you're not home. You are, you are in harm's way because no matter if another story, guys tell me that like, we knew they were shooting at us, but they never could hit us. Right. He goes, and then one day it was just a weird feeling because the sound was different because well, they were kind of closing in. Right. Like they, mm-hmm. they were just the way that they were, they were uh, launching. And again, you, you come home, you go through all that and it's that adrenaline, right? I, I, I have a, I get the stories of, of the adrenaline rush. Like, how do you reach that high? Right. Like you're mm. going through the same thing that everyone else is your time there. You just, you didn't see action. Right. right. So how do you, so how do you facilitate your body to, to, to pump that up again? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely that part of it. Uh, there are things that I dealt with too. Like the first few months to three to six months, once I got home, well, I couldn't deal with with bit large groups. I, I remember getting anxiety in crowded spaces like uh, overcrowded clubs, bars, stuff like that. Watching everybody else like have a great time was great, and I, I do I love people, I love groups, and I love seeing people, you know, live their life. But I found myself uh, reacting in a way I hadn't reacted to reacted before when I was in a crowded bar or club and whatnot. Um, and so, and the other thing too is like your head's on a swivel for the whole eight months. Yeah. Every day you wake up, you're like, oh, this could be it. And who, so anything could happen today. This could be it. Um, once you come home, it's like you still have your head on a swivel, but you also you realize the baselines are different too. So, again, it's just uh, making adjustments and trying to figure out how to make those adjustments without the training to do so. Yeah, um, is it's 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 a hurdle to to that you encounter once you come back home. So you make friends. You know, a lot of the the crew that you went with um you got out in 2018 mm-hmm. right 2019 comes around mm-hmm. um this is where we're going to kind of transition um so what was the relationship that you had with with sergeant hughes what was that what was that like sergeant before, hughes, I mean, yeah take me back before like, give me the prelude yeah definitely 
uh, prelude. So Sergeant Hughes, so our unit, our reserve unit, we were based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and we had attachments from other companies within our battalion, um, from Lansing, Michigan, and one from Terre Haute. And Sergeant Hughes came to us halfway through our pre-deployment training in North Carolina. Um, he came to us from Oregon. And so when he, when he came to us, he didn't know anybody in the unit, but here he was, a mortarman, um, a sergeant, and uh, he was given his tasks and his platoon that he was with. And we were uh, we were sweet mates in North Carolina for a period of time and had some good conversations, and I got to know the, the guy. We weren't best friends, and we weren't in the same platoon, but we had the opportunity to, to, to share a little bit with each other and, and learn about each other a little bit. Um, but I could tell you that the – the guy who you know knew his job very well, took care of his Marines, was on, on his A game, and uh, we were very lucky to have him as part of our our company. And um, I can't think of a single person that didn't like him. I, I, how could you not? Our uh, his, our nickname for him was Big Bird because he was very tall, lanky, and just had that that kind of presence about him. And so, in April of 2019, when we lost him to suicide, that was it was just a huge shock. Um, and I can't speak for the guys that were closest to him. Um, but for the rest of us in the company, it was a huge shock because he was so loved and, and adored, you know, and not just as a Marine, but as a human being. And so it was that, a moment for all of us in the company to actually check in on each other, have some conversations because we had only been home for a year at that point and make sure there was nobody else that was struggling in the same way um, to ensure that we didn't lose anybody else. And so that was April of 2019. And then come June, I start, I was encountering my own season again, where I was kind of finding myself at square one. Things, things hadn't quite worked out. Um, oddly, I was in a better shape mentally and emotionally than I was when I came home from the deployment. But things hadn't quite worked out. And so I found myself, you know, with an abundance of faith, just saying, you know what, it, it's fine. Whatever is meant to be will take place. I'll be okay, you know, through this little um, experience. So in, um, in what was it, uh, early August of that, that summer, I, I took the summer off and I was preparing to move back to Holland, knew I want to go to school, uh, find work again, kind of start all over again. And, but I wasn't tied to anything. So I thought to myself, well, I could maybe pull off a trip or two and do some traveling before I move back. Um, maybe sell my Jeep, throw the cash in the bank. This is a different Jeep, not the one I just. I was just going. Yeah, I was just saying. Not we the one. A little pre-interview before the show, and and fortunately, um, yes, I swipe by an old man. Yeah, yeah. So, so the Jeep's going to be a little out of commission for a minute. Right. That was Jeep number two. Ah. Actually, no. This was Jeep number three. So Jeep number two, <laughs> Jeep number two in 2019. I told myself, you know, I could just sell the Jeep, throw the cash in the bank, buy something else cheaper just to get by, and then I'll go take the cash and go travel for a little bit. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself what I could do. I was hiking around northern Michigan and being the smartest that I am, I thought to myself, you know, oh, I can go backpack around the UP or Upper Peninsula, for those of you not from the area. Um, yeah, backpack, suckers, your stuff. <laughs> backpack around the Upper Peninsula and go hit up all my favorite spots uh, in northern, northern Michigan. And then thinking to myself, I, I kept thinking, I'm like, well, why don't you just backpack across the Upper Peninsula? And then took a step further, and I thought, well, why don't you just backpack around Lake Michigan? And I was being a total smart aleck with myself, but then the light bulb kind of went off. And I'm like, God, what? Wait, why not? 
you know, is, is that possible? Could that be done? Um, and so, uh, sure enough, I, I, I was excited and I'm not sure if, if you or any listeners today have ever been in that position where something hits your heart so hard that you just know it's meant to be. Yeah. You, you got to tap into that. Well, you got to look into it, do some research. You have to, you have to listen to that little voice. And so that voice was loud. It was never a, uh, a moment of, is it possible? Should I, can I, it was like, no, I, can I do this? I want to, I, let's see if I can, you know, what I, what, what I need to do. So I went home, um, did some loose planning with Google maps and just looked at, um, you know, where can I find uh, some spots to sail around the lake? Oh, it sure did. Yeah. You know, that and is crazy. this was made about a year ago at Grand Valley state by a student. I, I, I love this graphic. Um, I've used it a few times since, but so Manistee is right there on the top and that's where I was living at the time. And so, um, August 26th, I, I packed up my bag. I told a, a few friends and I told my parents what I was doing. Um, didn't tell a whole lot of people. I kind of just made a Facebook page and thought to myself, you know, if five or 10 people pay attention and want to follow along and hopefully be impacted in a positive way through this, then yeah. mission accomplished, you know? And uh, I took off from Manistee on August 26th and went counterclockwise north um, around Lake Michigan. for. And I gave myself whatever time I needed to do it. I had my backpacking gear. I was just going to rough it every night and take as long as I needed to to get around the whole lake. Um, and I kind of just ran out of faith and took off. And sure enough, went north. Uh, the only goal that I had, if you want to scroll a bit higher... Mackinac City right there at the very top of the Lower Peninsula is where the Mackinac Bridge is. And the okay. only the only day you can walk across the Mackinac Bridge is uh, Labor Day. That oh, is really? The only day of the whole year you can oh, walk wow. the bridge. And so sure enough, I made it to Mackinac City for Manistee in eight days. Wow. Um, no, no, it was, so actually, it was a week. Made it there in a week. And uh, that way I could walk across with everybody else. And then keep heading west in the Upper Peninsula. So by the time you got up here, well, I mean, by the time you started going mm-hmm. in your Facebook page, you, you'd posted a bunch of you know things. Hey, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. When did the traction really start to kind of like, whoa, like people are watching this. People are, you know, interested. I think um, it's funny because like local news picked up on it right before I left. Um and so that very first day, even there were people in their front yard that were waiting for me to come to come say hi and share their story. Wow. And I was so blessed by that. It was so cool. Um, when I got to Trevor City, and so that 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 map though that route is in particular is from the 900 mile walk from last year. It's a little bit different walk or a little bit uh, route, I should say. And so the reason I was able to cut to the Mackinac City so quickly was because that little pinky of the Lower Peninsula. I kind of took a, I cut across from basically from Manistee to Trevor City diagonal. Went, yep, cut across that way um, in two days. Wow. So that was about a little, uh, just around 60 miles or so. So you cut from here over, you didn't go up. Mm-hmm. This was obviously this map here is. Yeah, that wow. route's from, that's from last year's, um, last year's route. Yep. Wow. The, and then from Trevor City kept following that same little path to the bridge. Yeah. Um, that was my main goal that first trip. And then to keep heading west along the Upper Peninsula 
and then down to Wisconsin. So um, made it to cross the bridge, got to the UP. I had no phone service for those eight days in the Upper Peninsula. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was still on basically Sprint Towers, and there's no service up there for Sprint Towers. I've changed since then, of course. But Shout out to Sprint. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a sponsorship um, next time, Bo. Right. Um, but that Sheboygan. Why do I, why is Sheboygan like Sheboygan's one of those names that, that we should know? I'm sure there's something tragic that happened. That's the only reason I know it. Um a cool name to say. Sheboygan doesn't run uh, nothing up from Sheboygan yeah, yeah, I'm head, but Kenosha is in that same okay. Is in, is in, so there's there's Green Bay and then yeah. Milwaukee is in there. Sheboygan's just south of Milwaukee. See, I'm going to derail us again. The, mm-hmm. When you come from California, yeah, and you're like, okay, you know, obviously Wisconsin, you know, Michigan, Illinois, right? Like, you can literally walk from there to here. You know, you, you can hit three states right there, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. So. In California, I could walk for seven days and not hit another state. Going north south, I mean, oh I could yeah, walk, I could walk probably probably well, take my big ass a few days to get to Nebraska <laughs> to, to to Nevada. But where we're located, we're like smack in the middle. We have mm-hmm. an hour and a half to Yosemite, hour and a half to San Francisco, one and a half to Sacramento, and because uh, nobody likes Fresno, we're about six hours north of LA. So. Um, yeah, that's right, Fresno. Shout out to you, armpit of California. <laughs> I'm, I'm in a battle with Fresno right now. I'm not. I'm not a real big fan of them. Um, but no. So, so I like I said, as attraction gets going, you I, again. You know, I I jumped off of the page and I forgot the little. There's that little clip that I wanted to show and and you know get a trademark violation. Um, but yeah, yeah. Why so? You get hooked up with Mission Twenty Two, right? Mm-hmm. So they're sponsor they sponsor you, and they have I mean, they have some good resources. I, I really do enjoy talking with. I, every once in a while, I get an email from from uh, Mission Twenty Two, and, and hey, come on on, come on, come on, and we just can't really make a connection there. Um, tell me how they've helped you uh, through this process here. Um, yeah, so those those first few uh, trips working as an ambassador for Mission 22 has been great because they, they do um, awesome things for veteran men and women all around the yeah. country. And there's, there's some great um, leaders in each state. Oop, is that mine? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Probably good. Is there a way I can silence that? Just turn your ringer off. I like it. Hey, what are you doing? Want to go get some pizza? You'll say I'm on the... Yeah, so we're on the Contagion Effect show. Come on and join us. Oh well. Anyways, um, we uh, we uh, what was I saying? Sorry, brain fart. Uh, Mission Twenty Two. Mission Twenty Two. Yes, do awesome things across the country for men and women. Um, even during COVID, they were helping with uh, simple things like groceries and utility bills and stuff like that. But they um, help a lot of veterans connect with professional help for mental health, um, as well as put on different events just to kind of promote uh, camaraderie. And it's one of the biggest things a lot of veterans miss when they get out. You know, whether you're in combat or not, you serve stateside or overseas, um, man, woman, uh, enlisted or officer. The thing we miss the most from our time in service is just that camaraderie and that sense of family that we built when we were in. And so as for veterans, that's kind of one of our biggest weapons that we have still for the the war at home is camaraderie and bringing each other together to talk about 
experiences and our challenges that we had when we came home and get more people to talk about, you know, what's going, going on there. Uh, going on, okay, going on in, in our heads, you know. Um, and I mean, so, they're telling you that the house is on fire, then get the hell out. But no, that that's okay. actually, if I'm being honest, that's actually a Tinder date. But anyways, oh nice, <laughs> bring her on, bring her, bring her on. <laughs> yeah, come on, let's say, let's we'll get down to it. Yeah, but um, so we we uh, <laughs> awesome, I love it. Yeah, no, they they do awesome things, and I'm I'm grateful yeah. to have them in my corner these last several um adventures and then this last year um i did a shorter walk across the state from um new buffalo by the indiana border up to the bridge in three weeks okay. and the goal for that trip was to highlight our local organizations and and kind of just localize the trip and, and highlight an organization each day or an advocate oh, that's each day. awesome so that we have awesome. so many great there's so many great advocates you know in every yeah. state looking to make a difference and i just wanted to kind of put a spotlight on them too well Again, I appreciate you coming on and, and, and we're not done yet, um, but I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Uh, I want to get this MSN uh, service violation real quick. I want to show everyone. Um, uh, hell, what the hell? Why, why not? Right. I mean, if we're going to go, go big. Let's go big. Right. Let's go. Swing for the um, so I would like to thank MSN BC for letting for allowing me to play this uh, clip. Thank you. It is low mission to raise awareness around mental health one step at a time. I'm a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. In April of 2019, my Marine brothers and I lost a comrade that we served in Afghanistan with to suicide. After that point, I felt it in my heart to bring veterans of suicide to the forefront. And I did so by embarking on a walk 810 miles around Lake Michigan in support of the Mission 22 organization. Mission 22 is an organization that works nationwide to help veterans and their families find the help and resources that they need to overcome various mental health challenges. With COVID-19, um, we're seeing a lot of um, a lot of folks losing their jobs, um, a lot of folks facing um, some hardship, and that includes veterans as well. And so I, I felt that now is an even greater time than any to reach out to those veterans and make sure that they're taken care of whether it be financially or making sure that their mental health is staying strong through the season that we're in. In August, I will be embarking on another mission, a 300-mile walk. I'm going to continue to bring awareness, raise funds in whatever way I can, and serve in the best way that I know how to do. Thank you, sir. Thank you, MSNBC, for allowing us to uh, rebroadcast that. Uh, well, that's really loud in my ears. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that and, and you know that that was a great uh, way to let everyone know what's going on. Um, if they want to support you, if they want to reach out, where do they go? Where do they go, and uh, what can they do to help? Yeah, um, well, uh, the, the link tree right there has uh, has all kinds of links for how to get connected, whether it be through Instagram or Facebook, um, or email even. And um, those are the best ways to, to get in contact to figure out how to can't play. Tinder too, but I believe that alone. I'm just saying, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, man, you got to do what you got to do. You know. Well, I could have said OnlyFans, but. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those those are the best ways to get connected through those links. There's videos there, um, email, um, phone, and everything. Um, we always like to ask um, a, a random question because. 
we do love Jenna and we love what um, what she has going with with the um, veterans workbook here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can still get it for before Christmas, but you guys need to go check that out on Amazon. Shout out to, shout out to uh, Jen. Yeah, Jen Carlton is awesome. She's she does a great job. Um, I lost my sheet here. I had sheet. There's another uh, lady up. Another lady. And that sounds so weird. There's another young lady up in Washington that I'm gonna hook. You, I'm, I'm I'm gonna send you her information. Um, your story doesn't end here. Dot com. Uh, amazing, Rachel Oswald. She does a great job. And and again, for some reason, there's we have a we've been in this woman kick, uh, which. That sounded like an asshole. I shouldn't have said that. We we've we've had a lot of veteran women on, and it's it's a whole different story. It's a whole different vibe, right? Because you know, here we are, men, and this and that, and da, 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 and it's like, man, from that perspective, I'm like, it's it's tough. It's tough. Mm-hmm. So it's a tough across the board, basically, is what I'm trying to say. It's tough mm-hmm. because the exit, the exit is not as thought out as the entrance is, right? That's for um, sure. But we're going to thumb through here. We're going to stop here. Um, so basically, theme 34, this is beware of destination addiction. Uh, destination addiction is a cycle of searching for happiness and a desired goal. The goal could be a new house, new job, new partner, or anything. Uh, I never could do that. Read and then look at the camera and, and come back to it. Uh, right. We bank on their, on these goals to make our dreams come true and often neglect everything else until that goal is achieved. So basically what we're saying is, hey, listen, I'll focus on this one thing. I'm only focused on this. Everything else can go to hell because I'm only focused on this, right? Uh, the the egotistical person or the um, the 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 simple mind, the the, the straight and narrow. Everyone's like, "Oh, that's great. He's got great focus." Yeah, but everything else is burning around. The house is burning around, but he's but he's out doing a podcast, you know, on Thursday nights. But the house around him is burning around. I I pulled back from that a bit, so I'm I'm learning to um, stay focused here, do a little bit here. So that's my that's how my turnaround is. Uh, one question for yourself. Deciding that all the joys is the next destination in life. Take away from the joy is the present moment. You may look back on today and view it as a simpler time. What is something you worked for that you thought would bring happiness? <laughs> what do you think? What What did you work for that you thought, oh, when I get that Jeep, when I get that job, when I get that, that'll make me happy. I've got one for you. Got you. Go for it. Um, okay. Super personal. Uh, something that I'm very self-conscious about <laughs> is uh, is my uh, my 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 body, my myself, yes, uh, my weight, and so I I don't I'm not going to blame the military because I feel like I've had some insecurities before that even um, the idea of going to boot camp and getting my ass kicked and getting into shape was like a big plus for me, and I, I got that I achieved that uh, I achieved it through Afghanistan and through deployment and after deployment. But even after that, I still was not satisfied with my the way I looked or I felt. I was very, still very hard on myself and very, um, a lot of the psychological um, nuggets were still there, I guess. And so um, as we continue to work on ourselves, it's a reminder that we have to give ourselves grace through every step of the process of improving ourselves. It's, it's great to want to improve yourself and to work hard and to, want to achieve these things, but you have to give yourself grace with every step along the way, yeah. whether it be step one, square one or A to Z or whatever it may be, you know, give yourself the same grace on the summit or in the valleys that you give yourself on the summit. 
well said. I agree with that because um, I, I eat like shit. I'm a truck driver. I sit for it. Drive around and I wonder why my pants don't fit. It's because you're <laughs> so I sit around and eat junk. Um, but on that note, uh, I, I'm going to make a pledge that 2024 for me is the year that I get healthy and he can see my rosy cheeks. So I don't have to be Santa Claus. Um, because sometimes when people play Santa Claus, they got to stuff their shirt with, with pillows. I don't, uh, <laughs> but, um, which, I mean, I did one year. It was kind of fun. Um, again, we're lighthearted here, man. We make fun of ourselves. And, and that's, again, when growing up, um, when you were picked on as a, well, not you, but when I was picked on as a kid, you become your own best friend. You learn how to play by yourself and, and, and you make things funny because that's the protection, right? Um, I am not insecure. I don't need, Oh my gosh. I don't, I don't need all that. Right. right. I have a family that loves me. I go to work. I have friends. Um, <clears throat> I've adapted and overcame that part, you know? So um, there, there is one <laughs> shoot. I did it. You're a hell of a photographer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know, you're a hell of a photographer because I'm looking at some of the stuff and I get lost in it. And I'm like, Oh, you. Um, you have the Canon eight one. I've got two of those babies. Yeah, that the black one that you see on my Instagram more than any yeah. of the other one is my uh, – that one just broke, actually. Uh, I, lo I love film photography. I fell in love with it a couple, few years back through a class yeah. I was doing. And then um, I started getting to digital this year. And so, like, uh, the other trade that I really want to learn is, is photography so I can, you know, do it on the side for content creation, um, landscape, street, wedding, whatever. <laughs> Um, I wish I could reach through my closet right here. So this is the studio, you know, the, the, the youngest daughter's bedroom, uh, spare room. Uh, I, I have I have a fold collapsible. I was going to, I, my Instagram is not nearly as cool as some of your shots and stuff. Mm -hmm. I do, um, I, I'm on Instagram, I'm Snapseed Trucker. So Snapseed is actually a Google app and I edit some pictures and stuff like that. Um, and so I said, hey, I'm going to get these vintage cameras and, and, and the Canon AE1, I mean, my mom had that camera and I dropped it in the snow when we went to Dodge Ridge. She won't let me forget that mm -hmm. um, and broke it. And then I told her I didn't break it. And yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, but no, dude, it, it, it's great. So is that, is that another, I don't want to say hobby, but is that a hobby that you use to kind of decompress and, and or yeah. are you more mainstream on, on like, you're going to use it for your, the content for, for, uh, it's a little bit of both. I mean, my creative outlet since I was a kid, I taught myself piano when I was eight and music has always been a huge part of my life. Um, I, I write music, I play music, I perform, I collect records, all that good stuff. Um, but then like photography became another creative outlet for me, you know, indeed the last few years. Um, it's my escape, like when I want to, you know, um, kind of forget about everything else for a minute. So from hiking or walking, I got to have a camera with me and, and capture little things and to be able to, you know, make some money on the side too with it is a huge bonus. So, so yeah. you call it, you call it the, the, your professional Walker, <laughs> this gentleman right here, Scott Friedenberg. Um, he is the uh, recipient of, Oh man, if I could get like two seconds, man, he is the recipient of the, damn, this is so off, off beat. Uh, he's the recipient of the uh, Nebraska Cornhusker bike that was awarded from the Wills for Warriors Foundation, given to a veteran that shows just the commitment, the service, the give back. Um, 
an amazing bike. And, and Scott, man, I hope you uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, no, George. Oh, oh so George, this is the. The interview's done, okay? The interview's done. Now we're just going to connect you with a bunch of people because um, because one of my favorite human beings of all time just jumped on. Jordan, what is up? Jordan Olam. Um, and I, and I, I'm leaving Scott up there because I, I got to get his I got to get his bike up there. Um, no, not the one that died. Um, let me see, Scott. I apologize, Scott. Ah, dang it. Okay, we're going to have to do it a different way. Um, yeah, um, I apologize. I apologize. Ruck it up for Warriors. My point is this there, there's like four different conversations going on in my head. Uh, ruck it, ruck it up, ruck it up for Warriors right here. Um, so you, you call it a walk, these guys call it a ruck, right? Yeah, you have a backpack on, you're rucking, dude. You're rucking. So the, the these fools, and I only call them fools because they're cool ass cats. Um, they ruck miles and miles and miles and, and, and Scotty gets on and actually Scotty, our interview, he was uh, number 57 uh, on our show. It was his first time he ever had been on a podcast and it was, it was great. It was amazing. And um, bro, you know, Scotty, you don't have your, your, your page. You don't have your, your bike up on the page. Dang it. Um, oh, I'm lying. Yes, you do. I apologize. So we're going to connect you guys because they do a great thing. They have um, just some cool stuff. This does nothing. You can't see the detail of this bike. So I apologize, but um, Wheels for Warriors gives away a bike at Hero Stock. And there, there there's going to be some great things. I, I, I would love for you to join this group of That's people good. that we have. Um, and it's amazing. It, it was great because he cried and, and didn't see it coming, man. Husker mm -hmm. Legacy bike. Yes, the Husker Legacy bike. Wow. Um, it was great because he didn't know. He didn't have a clue. His wife kept it from him for like a year. They're working on this. Wow. And, and it's, it's great. He got to go into the, when they gave it to him, they took it to practice, mm -hmm. right? Like he got to do the send off and all this stuff. It, it, just a great human. Like th there's one, if, I'm thinking this whole time, you know, they're giving away bikes and, 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 and I'm like, this guy needs to do it. So my point is this, they ruck, you, you ruck, you walk. Um, we're going to get you guys in contact because uh, oh, great. Know, being connected with other veterans and other organizations that, that bring awareness, it's what mm -hmm. we're about. Right. Um, and then getting back to, uh, I don't know if I said hi to Joel, but Hey, Joel from Phoenix, how you doing? But thanks for joining. Um, Jordan uh, does some, I don't, I'm going to screw it up, Jordan. So just correct me. Um, she does, uh, arts and crafts and that's not what it is i'm just being it's um art design art design so mm -hmm. she does designs on record albums and stuff like that and they also have uh guitars for vets so oh. i know she had a i know she had a guitar there okay <laughs> almost on the spot because i can't see behind you but um they run her mom runs the yes packaging and layout design for records I That's got it in there. I just put them in different orders, right? Packaging and layout. And yeah. yeah so when I went to Nebraska, they met me down at Nebraska, Nebraska Brewing. Shout out to Nebraska Brewing, except for the guy that kicked me out at like 9 15. <laughs> um, whatever. Uh, we did, we literally had a show. We, we had a show, and it was a guy from Wisconsin, and I've been chasing him for like a year. And, and he's like, hey, man. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. 
Um, <laughs> so again, they're Nebraska. They're, they're, they're Nebraska born and bred and, and great organizations in the Midwest, you know, and so we're going to connect you with them there. Yeah. Right there. I got you, buddy. Um, rock it up for warriors. Awesome. I got your page. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Um, and again, like I said, man, the more we connect and the more we can make this world, this, this nation smaller, we're, we're worldwide, but, um, the, the smaller we can make it, the better we're, we're going to be. Right. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't touch on PTSD very much. You talked about some anxiety and, and stuff like that. What's something that you, oh, it's a softball question, first of all. What's one of the things that you do that, that you're like, hey, listen, man, I know I'm kind of feeling this way, but let me go here or let me go do there. Is it taking the camera out? Is it taking the dog for the walk? Is it just getting out and walking, you know, 400 miles or, or just basically all of the above? Yeah, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but so before I, I left for that first walk in August of 2019, uh, the three or four, three or four months of leading up to that, when things weren't quite going as planned, I found myself going on a lot of walks. I'd go walk for like three or four hours, come back, eat, hang out, and then I had things I could have done, whether it been work or read, write, music, anything, but I chose to go back out and walk again just because I didn't realize it at the time, but like being outside and just walking was bringing me a lot of serenity and tranquility as well too. And so, yeah. And now if I'm like, if I am feeling any kind of stress or I need to get out, um, it's, it's getting out of the house for sure. Um, meeting, meeting with people, just talking to strangers, striking up conversation at a, at a store or at the bar or restaurant, um, at the park even, um, or uh, here in northern Michigan, we have so many trails that you can go, you know, by yourself and just throw on some music or just listen to things around you and just kind of um, get out of your nest. I, I always say that when you're depressed and going through, uh, when you're going through it, it's easy for a person to kind of just build a nest out of yeah. um, within their surroundings. And when you build that nest and it's comfortable, you kind of just keep sulking and sulking and sulking deeper and lower. And then it becomes harder to pull yourself out of that that muck and myrrh. And um, uh, getting outside and going, just going for a walk, as simple as it is, can go a long way. Isn't that crazy that we can use, um, that we can just do that, like getting into nature, getting connected. Mm. Um, but yet it's so hard for people to to open up like that, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like so hard for people to, to, to seek that. They say, you know... You have to connect with people to, to help yourself get out. Ah, there we go. Um, Sky said it better than I did. Uh, nothing to do but clear your head when you're out there. A lot of time to self-reflect. And, yeah. and that's what my point was without jibber-jabbering is it's nice to get out and walk and it's nice to connect with people. So it's kind of like that balance of, hey, man, you're cool and I like chatting with you, but I'm kind of done. Like, let me go do me thing. Do me thing. Do my thing. Um, and just for the record, we did find you. How far are you from the great city of Ann Arbor? Oh, uh, about three, three and a half hours from Ann Arbor. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm so sure we could find something closer, but yeah. Ann Arbor's right about here, and I'm right about here. Oh, so yeah. So you're, you're over on the other side. I'm sure someone will comment or someone will, will shoot you a message or something. I will post a link. Yeah. We will get you in touch with Guitars for Vets. There's a division right here. Guitars for vets.org. Go check that out, peoples. Um, 
it's it's what we do. It's we we have to connect. We have to connect. We have to help yeah, people. Um, helping veterans cope with PTSD through music. That is one hundred percent what their motto, mm-hmm. their mission statement. Um, wonderful people had a good time. Um, but um, so yeah, dude, I I don't want to drag it out anymore because I feel that Kenosha was that how far is Kenosha? That's on the trail. That's on the that was mentioned. That was just south of Sheboygan. Jordan Jordan rocks, Jordan <laughs> rocks. GVA 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 Golden. Yeah, G. Oh yeah, four. yeah. GV. My eyes ain't. Yes, vets headquarters. Vets headquarters, headquarters in Kenosha. Yeah. Yep. We're gonna get you connected. We're gonna get you. Not, not, they're always looking for people to help. They're always looking. Yeah, rock on, girl. They're always looking for people to help. They're always willing for people to sign up. You can help. We're, we're going to get connected. We're going to have some fun with it. I can't wait. Um, Travis, thank you, dude. Like, yeah, we didn't you. even get to half the things that I wanted to get to. We're going to have no. to probably do a part two. I'm, I but, will uh, do that. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I ask is um, to go out and do something for someone that they can't repay you. So go do something nice for someone. Uh, you're a hell of a dude. I appreciate the time. Okay. You're going to get the last word. So tell me something good before we leave. Uh, my broken Jeep still runs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. Listen, listen. That, that, the positive lining, right? I mean, we could say, oh, you came on like, like you're like, I mean, your dog got, I mean, your, 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 your Jeep got hit. Your baby got hurt. So I, I appreciate that. I'll take that. Hey, Travis. Thanks, man. I appreciate you for joining us. Appreciate you. Um, Thank you. Thanks everybody. Out in the back room for a minute and, and we got some things that we got to wrap up here, but. Appreciate sure. it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, 20, uh, 2022 Michigan Veteran of the Year, Travis Snyder. And uh, he's walked about uh, 2,600 miles in five different trips. So you do the math. That's a lot of freaking gallons per mile. So thanks, Travis. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, everybody. Holy shit. 2,600 miles. Derek. What's up? Love you, Trev. Thank you, Derek Thompson, for joining. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Jordan, yeah, we'll be posting links. We're, we're, we we got a lot of homework that I need to do. Um, the, Travis is just a legit guy, right? Down to earth, you know. Um, signed the signed the dotted line, went and did what he needed to do, and came back and uh, is is totally bringing awareness of you know veteran suicide. Sergeant Jeffrey Hughes, man, rest in peace. Thank you for your service. Uh, sad that you know. That that was the way that that um, that it ended. Uh, remember, go do something nice for someone, man. Do something nice and and uh, hell, go buy a shirt. Go give someone a shirt. Hey guys, appreciate you all for showing up. Uh, love you all. But I gotta say it because I'm slacking right here, y'all. Deuces. 